we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I struggle to to comprehend how you would just, you know, willy-nilly sort of uh, say, hey, yeah, this is the God I like. I, I'm going to just serve that God. But I want to know if it's true, man. I, I want to understand the truth. You can edit that out, right? <laughs> he, won't, he won't be here next episode. Hey there, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to another episode of True Discussion Podcast, the only podcast in the world where we can discuss anything with anybody we know if it's true or not because we stand on the Word of God. Oh, man. We're joined again, you know, just by the two best-looking hosts in the world. Me, (laughs) (laughs) Joseph Dobbs, and my very uh, better-looking friend, Christopher Douglas. I was going to call you Crystal, and then I didn't. Thank you. And I won't. But you kind of did. And I won't. No, you just did. All right, Crystal. So no, we, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, man. Um, so I got some big news in tonight. We're going to do things a little differently. It'll Heck still yeah. be true. It'll still be disgusting. But tonight what we're going to do is an ASMR episode. No. So. No. Oh, my God. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Who's Megan listening. is looking for someone to throat chop right now. Right when you did that, she's looking. She looked around. And I thought she liked ASMR videos. She does, but not that kind of stuff, bro. Oh, the annoying like oh, mouth gosh. sounds. Yeah. Oh, okay. I try to do that as often as I can, and it does, man. She throws like she would punches punch you. and and it probably mad. hurts you because you're such a just sissy crystal. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not cool, bro. Bro. Um, so we started on a really big job today, me and my me and my papa. And my dad said something that like, dude, it kind of it actually kind of choked me up. I told my wife when I got home. Um, so whenever we work together, we tend to like we'll work, but then we pack lunch and then we like go eat at a park and then eat and then just take like a little break, go back to work. He goes, he goes, Man, you need to find a like a Bible study or something to do during like lunch so that we're not wasting our time sleeping or eating. And I was like, dang, <laughs> guys hungry for the Lord, which I guess the reason why I like kind of just choked me up. Cause I was like, that's my dad. And for, for those of you who guys, I guess who didn't know him before he was a Christian, like it's, just, it still gets to me. It that's still cool. gets to me to hear him be like, I'd rather do a Bible study than waste our time sleeping and eating. I'm like, me too. <laughs> guy like it, it i don't know awesome. it's cool because you always get that uh it's easy to get idle especially as a christian right yeah absolutely and so it's cool to get that push from another brother in christ where it's like man yeah we need to step our game up yeah i just thought that's pretty cool you probably don't but whatever, I no I, I really do man i feel like that's that's really neat that that hunger after the lord i mean we should all strive to be there and and i am with you man it's easy to get complacent Right? Yeah, I feel like it, lately, I, I, I don't, I guess I kind of feel that way, if I'm being perfectly honest. It's just kind of like, man, going through the motions, and I don't know, dude. I don't like it. I'm not a fan. It's easy to get there. And I guess that's kind of why it hit me, because it was like, you know, I think you don't realize you're there until it's called out. Maybe hmm. not always. Maybe you realize you're in it, like you just yeah, said. You're like, sure. yeah, I kind of feel like I'm in it. But to hear him just because there's there there's no context to that. He just he just said that. Yeah, I'm like, jeez, bud. So uh, 
I guess the pressure's on. Now we got to come up with something to do, like a. Yeah, no, I do I a little like study during lunch really, or something. That's really cool. I thought it was dope. Yeah. And then he said, uh, he told he told me, he's like, hey, you're the best, uh, best looking host of True Discussion. <laughs> I don't know why he said that, but. He said that? Yeah. <laughs> that's really interesting, Terry. I can't believe you said that. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's a little, a little biased, to be honest with you. Um, but I also feel like now I understand why he's wanting to study, do a Bible study at lunch. Because he just lied to you. Dang it. And he wants to feeling, get right. Yeah, he, wants, he needs to get uh, yeah, right. Yeah, we need to get back into the word. <laughs> It'll be cool. So we got to look up a little study or do something. You know what? And even, honestly, if we're just reading scripture and talking about it over lunch, I'll tell you, it's pretty cool. I feel like that, so, that would be really cool. It's manly, too. A couple guys yeah. eating a sandwich, a warm sandwich, and reading scripture and talking about it. Come on, man. <clears throat> well, you have to wonder. I mean... I'm sure it, you know, production has always been important, right? Regardless of of the time frame, you know what I mean. Uh, back in in before modern equipment and things like that, you think about farming. I mean, that was hard. I mean, it's hard work. Mm-hmm. It's still hard work, relatively speaking, you know. But but production was important then too. Now they probably farm less ground and things of that nature because it took more out of them. But I guess I have to wonder if, if that wasn't something that, that was the pace of it all too, you know, where they're taking oh, time sure. to speak about the things of God. Right. Uh, I don't recall where it's at. Uh, it's in the old Testament, but when it talks about like, you know, when you, when you lie down, when you rise up, when you get, you know, you go from here to there, mm-hmm. you should probably look that up. I'll look it up. Uh, what's good. It's in the Bible somewhere. But at any rate, yes. talking about the things of God, meditating on the Word of God, pretty good, pretty good stuff, man. So that I mean that that does make sense that that is what we are called to do, and then you know living that out. But it seems like we get so caught up in the hustle and bustle. So I feel like that's just a neat thing to be able to do um, is to take that time and then just engage in that conversation. You know why you're doing the things that you need to do in terms of being productive. But that's still cool, man. And I, I can't say that I, I don't or haven't had conversations at work, but, you know, I, I wouldn't say that that's the sort of the main thing. Sure. Right? Well, it was just interesting because in my mind, whenever we work together, uh, my dad and I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, I know at lunchtime we're going to eat our packed lunch, and then we'll either, you know, you have the rest of that hour to, I don't know, sit, play a little snooze, do, just do whatever. That's That's your lunch break hour. But it was it was kind of cool to hear him say, "Hey, we got to do something instead of wasting our time <laughs> napping or eating." I was like, "Dang!" So uh, compared to everything else, it's just dung, I guess. That's probably in scripture somewhere. Um, okay, so were you thinking of Deuteronomy? You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall I believe talk so. of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, man. Like we were talking. Um, well, earlier rather than uh, before we start recording, talking about like the are are you are you not that you're wasting time, but is there time that you are wasting? Could oh, you be doing more, sense. right? And of course, the answer is always yes. So it's nice to be like, hey, lunch break. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, I mean, and it goes. It really ties into what Jesus says, right? Like after his or during his 40, 40 days in the in the <laughs> desert. 
you know, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by the very word of God. That's it. But it was cool. Yeah, because even my dad was like, Eat, even eating's wasting time. We need to do a study. I was like, Dang. oh, I really want to eat, though. <laughs> okay, <God>. dad. <laughs> okay, dad. Okay, yeah, daddy. That's this, so we're going to do it. No, hey, hey. so uh, to the listeners, man, you got a little quick little study you could recommend that we're doing on our little hour, uh, hour lunch break. Send it our way, because uh, I'm open. It'd be kind of cool, man. We'll see what we come up with. Maybe by the next episode, I can tell everyone what we decided to, to do. How about that? That sounds great. I should find a Bible study on how to be uh, the world's best son. And then he's like, yeah, you do need to go through it. Mm-hmm. Dang it. He has some pretty stiff competition, though, to be honest with you, man. Well, that so. backfired. No, I'm already the best. No, that's not true. <laughs> Couldn't even finish the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he loves us all. Okay. All right, we're going to press on. So, Chris, you, you, that's my guy, funny. you go- <laughs> You have a a, uh, topic of discussion. Yes. Yeah. What are we we talking about tonight? Seahorses, bro. No. Seahorses. I told you if there's one thing we're not going to talk about on here is... I'm just kidding. We'll talk about seahorses. You want to talk about seahorses? Because I don't know. (laughs) No. What do you got for us? Well, some time ago, I came across an article that that I I thought was cool. And I think it... I, I genuinely think it's relevant because... We talk so much about getting into the Word of God, how the Word of God has a final authority. And we we went through a, a series some time ago about, well, maybe this is like when we first kind of got started, right? Mm-hmm. Like identifying a, a solid church and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. False teachers, identifying that. Um, and so anyways, it's relevant because I feel like just as we were speaking uh, a few moments ago about how it's easy to be complacent or get complacent, you know, to sort of overlook some, some meaningful things or, or important things to compromise to some degree even. And, and to do that in a way that isn't necessarily, um, initially sinful or, or, mm-hmm. or wrong, right? Like it was, there was no malicious intent or anything like that. At any rate, uh, the, the name of the article was eight wrong reasons to stay at a church that <clears throat> teaches false doctrine. So, yeah, you got to be in the word to identify false doctrine, right? Yeah, so the the title implies that you as a Christian are doing your part of being able to even recognize and call out stuff as it is. So, let's see, yeah, title was Eight Wrong Reasons for Staying in a Church That Teaches False Doctrine. So, the, the very first thing is that we have to be in the word. Yeah, you have to be to able be to even know to the word false doctrine. Yeah, to be able to recognize, and and I am, I am ter- I feel like I'm terrible at memorizing scripture. Right, like I, if I hear something, I'm like oh, like oh. In fact, the boys and I were watching a movie last. No, it wasn't last night. It was mm-hmm. the night before last. We're watching a movie and legally blonde. It was. I mean, it no, probably was. you don't have to say uh, it, but we know we know what it was. It was legally blonde. What was it? You don't have to say it, but we know. No, it's some baseball movie, but it was it was it a was, league of their own. No, it was like fast pitch or something. I don't I don't know. Okay. It was it was a Christian film, Legally Blonde. But we'll move it, on. Nope. And you know what? No, I'm not getting sidetracked. <laughs> I had something to say. I'm not going to say it. All right, moving on. Anyway, uh, it was it was this young man's story, and 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 it wasn't real. It was, but it was cool. Sure. 
And so there's a character in this movie that, like, he, he, I mean, you don't know who he, he's, he's got some, I feel like you would take exception to some of the things in this mm. movie. Because the guy, he comes in and, like, he, he does some healing and he does some things. But nonetheless, he is quoting out of the Bible. And I'm like, oh, that's it. But he's, he's, He's not saying like, oh, first John, whatever. He is just saying. Just saying. Right. And I was like, man, that's right out of the Bible. Like I recognized what he was saying and I recognized that it came right out of scripture. But as far as like where and that, I'm like, oh man, I don't know. My point in saying all that is, is that I am not a Bible scholar. I'm not, I'm not at all. And, and for the listeners, I'm just going to put you at ease. I'm not that smart. I'm really not. And that's not false humility. That's just being honest. <laughs> I mean it. I'm not and seven s- foot tall and I'm not smart. I'm pretty I'm tall though. Oh, I am pretty tall. You, you know, deceptively that's true. Seven you know, foot that's tall. true. Well, Holy just cow. under. Sorry. Just under. We will be moving on now. Yes. Moving on. Uh, my point is that again, I am not a, I'm not a biblical scholar. I love the the word, and I understand that I I don't have it all memorized, and I don't believe that that's the standard. But I do think that being into the word on a regular, constant, consistent basis is is vitally important. Yeah, for the Christian. Yeah, vitally important because if you're just going to catch the highlights, right? Like the John three sixteen or the, you know, I mean, no, and, easy, right. Easy. And I'm, I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm just saying that it's so easy when you're catching the highlights to take stuff out of context. Like, right. Like the, 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 the one of the famous ones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I can do all things <laughs> right. Right. Through him who strengthens me. That feels good. That's easy to understand. Yeah. Okay. But, but that is more often than not taken out of context. right? Absolutely. And so it's Man. important. It's important uh, to be in the Word. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's uh, There's probably no way to get this information, uh, but it'd be interesting to know the Christian, if we get some stats on the Christian who only knows those Facebook verses, right? They only know them because they've been thrown up on Facebook every day right. or Instagram or whatever, and they just feel good. They're easy to read, um, and you can you can see it in a second, chew on it, and go, ah, that's Scripture. I know what it is. How many Christians have a base their entire view of the whole Bible or of God from these 10 dime a dozen verses, right? The thing just chew on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary stuff. But I, I don't think that if you're being honest, you're not surprised. I mean, you look at, sure. Look at some of the, the things that is, are taking place in the church that have over the last decade, even, And should not happen goodness if you sakes. are if you are rooted in the word. Should not well, happen. and we were talking before uh the the episode about doing a response video and things like that of mm-hmm. of something that you have seen, but but really that is driven by the church, right? Right. And I mean not necessarily, but at the same time the church is allowing it, so therefore right. driven right. by the church. Right. You know, because there's this acceptability that has taken mm-hmm. place that, that really shouldn't, right? Like, yeah. we need to stand firm. And the thing is, and we've talked about this a dozen times, and we're sort of getting off track here, but... It's fine. You c- to compromise truth is not love. It's no, not. Gosh, amen and amen, man. Because the claims that the world are going to make, 
that's endless, right? About mm-hmm. anything. If the church is not responding, that's you're you you have blood in your hands. You're just as guilty. Right. You yeah. need to respond. The ch- I'm talking to the church now, brothers and sisters. There's something being pushed, and you just sit by going, well, it's not on me really to deal with this. N- now, who knows where you stand? Maybe you believe the lie the world is pushing, or or you do know that it is a lie. I don't know where you stand, but if you sit back and go, well, I'm just I'm not gonna deal with this because I don't want to ruffle feather, whatever Make the waves, reason is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all this stuff. Whatever the reason is, um, we're failing. We need to push back. We have the truth. Stand on it. Draw a line in the sand. Push back. Right. Don't don't sit back, man. I mean, I don't. I don't. It seems no. I, I'm I'm fully with you, man. And I think it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, when it comes to politics, in a sense, right? In that, I, I'm not a politician. I I vote. I feel like that's that's an American. I want to say a duty that I feel I feel that, that every American has. Now, mm-hmm. I also believe that you should be informed. I think that one of the most dangerous right. things is an uninformed voter. You know, and so Yikes. right. <laughs> I I mean that. Now, how does that uh, pertain to the church? Well, look, if you're not in in the word and you're not digging into these things Mm -hmm. and you're, you don't want to engage because you don't want to ruffle feathers or make waves and this and that you should be educated. You should have an opinion about these things. I mean, it's like this critical race theory and uh, you know, the, the, the woke culture and what is it? Social, social justice Mm -hmm. nonsense, right? These BLM sympathizers in the church. It shouldn't be. It should not be. No. This pro-choice movement in the church not should not be. Nope. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't even be entertained. Right? And if you're rooted in the word, then you understand why you right. shouldn't be going engaging in this, or not engaging, but why you shouldn't be supporting this stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, if you don't want to engage, you know, I, I think that there is a context where you got to feel a little discomfort, but at the same time, right? Like I am not a street preacher. I don't know that that's something that I, I, I desire to do. I'm not sure. saying I would never, I'm just saying I have not, I don't know that I would. Okay. But does that mean that I don't share the gospel? No, that doesn't mean that. It just means that the way that I do that might look a little bit different. Sure. And we could, we could talk about that, but you know, I, I think that, Understanding my ability and my gifts are, are important, right, to some mm-hmm. degree. But I think more importantly is obedience. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So standing on the word of God means that I have to be in in the word. Absolutely, man. And then having <clears throat> that opinion based on the word of God, then I can engage when the situation arises. Right. And I'm not ignorant to oh, that sounds really good. We should right. accept everyone right. and and that's love. Hold on, is that what the Word of God says? Because I'm pretty sure Jesus says, I didn't come to bring peace, right? right. And, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, I'm, I'm not taking that out of context. He's very clear about what he came yep. to do. So I don't know, man. It, it's interesting, too, because if, if the Christian that we're, again, the, 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 the specific Christian that, I, that, I, that I'm posing right now, uh, if they claim to be Christian, but all they know is the Facebook verses they see once in a while because it feels good, it's easy, everyone knows them. Even non-believers can quote you those verses, right? Because they're so thrown around so loosely. If that type of Christian 
is being challenged by a friend, a very close friend that they have, or even a loved one with, um, let's just say homosexuality. And they only know those feel good, easy verses. And then that Christian, their response to that person is going to be, well, yeah, I mean, I guess God is love. So it's like, who am I to say you're, you're not informed yeah, well, into the word. Right. If pe- and this is the deal, right? It is that if people were rooted in the word, do you think that we would have as many false teachers as we do? Not as many. Right. I can say not as not many. As many. I can right? say not but as many. But we understand right. by scripture right, right. there are going some. to be. Yeah, right. So man. it's not that's not a surprise, but they would yep. be more quickly identified and sort of just cast I would actually um not only say that there'd be less, right? Not not foolproof, but there'd be less. Uh but I want to say they'd be dealt with. They oh, would be right. called out, rebuked. Yes. If we're rooted in the word. If more <laughs> I shouldn't have to say real Christians, but if the church, there we go, the church was more rooted in the word, uh-huh. we would be dealing with stuff a lot more swiftly. And Well, and, and that goes, I mean, you've talked about this some time ago, but the, the reverence, if there was a higher reverence right, right. for the word, but, but for the Lord's glory, right. then, then it would be addressed. Yeah. It would be dealt with. But now if you do that, oh my goodness, you're a bigot, right? Right. Like you're, right. I mean, that's... So, and to that Christian again, let's let's take a Christian who maybe just goes, well, I, I tend to step aside and not engage because I'm not confident in my knowledge or my, my persuasive skills, whatever it is, right? Just lacking confidence. Okay, that's fine. I grant that. However, it's not a reason to step aside because if you're rooted in the word, that's what you should be using. We're not, we're not trying to win arguments with, with fine-sounding words. That's, that's not what we're trying to do. You're called to spread the word. So sure. if you are facing pushback, don't think of it as, well, I'm just not confident in this, or I don't know enough. Who cares? Be informed in the word. Know the yeah. word. Sure. That's the tool you're using. Yeah. And that's all you can do. If the person still rejects that, then that's a better starting point. But I think you could have a, con- no, you can not. I think you can have a conversation where you disagree with someone. Absolutely. And, and no, you can't. To- what? I was trying to disagree. <laughs> And that's that's totally okay. And and again, we have talked many times on true discussion about engaging in conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like at, at some point, you know, we're gonna have Malik back on, and you know, he's he's a full on uh, doctrines of grace guy, and and you know, and like he said on on the podcast last week, which man, we've had a ton of great feedback by. So if yeah. you haven't listened to it, go ahead go ahead and check, check that out. out. It's a good one um, for sure. But he did. He said on on the podcast, "Yeah, man, I listened to your series, our series, mm-hmm. um, about the doctrines of grace." And he's like, "I disagree," and, and yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to have a conversation and dialogue. Now, does that mean that it's going to be? Uh, I don't. I guess I don't know what that conversation looks like. But I understand. Or our <clears throat> desire would be it would be fruitful. It would be fruitful yeah. listener, right? To okay, this is how I see it. This is how you see it, and we're going to have a dialogue that that oppose, right? But I would honestly say that my, my hope is to understand more where he's coming from, and that he would also, in turn, understand more where where I'm coming from, mm-hmm. where we're coming from. I kind of want to be a little turd though the whole episode, and anytime he tries to reason with us, 
I'm my only response is going to be, well, God predetermined that I would think this. So right. I don't know why you're trying to reason with me. Through sovereign decree. <laughs> right, yeah. No, Absolutely. I won't be stubborn. But part of me wants to do that, right? Where it's yeah. like, well, let's apply your worldview and say, yeah. All right, we're getting off. <laughs> yeah, we are. Be rooted in the word. That's what we're trying to say, brothers and sisters. Um, so we're going to start off with this article, right? Titled, uh, Eight Wrong Reasons for Staying in a Church that Teaches False Doctrine. So how are you able to recognize false doctrine if you know true, correct doctrine? Be in the word. That's the only way you're going to be able to recognize it. Not because your best friend said so, not because your spouse said so, but because the word says so. You need to be rooted in the word. Gosh, we say it every time. So um, I don't want to give away the ending, but the title implies that there are correct reasons for staying in a church with false doctrine. Am I putting the card? I, the no, I feel like that's good. Again, I hey, okay. It's uh, the Berean research. Okay, we we will share the article in the yeah. uh, description of the episode, right? So mm-hmm. everyone can read it and make sure we're not making stuff up or twisting anything. Um, but number one, I'll simply ignore the bad teaching, eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yikes. And he goes on I mean, to, to write about like, oh, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But but the truth is, is that there, if someone is teaching things that are contrary to what the word of God says, then no, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you right, can't, right. you can't just sort of sift through and say, yeah, I'm going to accept this, but oh, that's definitely not. But right. I'll know to spit it out. Okay. You, are you able to do that? Right. Yeah, you could. Yes. You theoretically could do that. No. Wow, my pastor, he's speaking false doctrine, but that's okay. I'll reject the parts that are bad, and I'll, mm. I'll keep this, this good. Um, but Romans sixteen seventeen, man. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause the visions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Mm-hmm. That's pretty avoid serious them. stuff, yeah. man. Absolutely. Not sit there and pick through their meat and spit out the bone. No, avoid them. That mm-hmm. is false doctrine that they are actively choosing to preach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yuck. And, and it's, you, you, we make an interesting point in that being able to identify it. And then, you know, so that's the first thing, right? You have to be in the Word to be able to identify those things. But then how are you going to know when to spit out the bad stuff? Right. You know, uh, we all, I'm sure, visit other churches, you know, whether it be for family or or just checking out a different church or, or you know, traveling, whatever it might be, right? Um, and there are times where that's a different context, right? Like they might say something that you're like, oh, man, you know, that that's a little, you might identify that that's not sound doctrine, or you may not, but again, you're not sitting under that. That you're not sitting under that pastor all the time, full time, right? Right. So I think that that's a little bit different context. Now, you should be able to identify those things, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because it, especially if you're visiting, uh, you know, your family's church or something, being able to say, "Hey, man, did you hear what he said here? That that's a little off, don't you think? Or mm-hmm. what do you think about that? Or you know." Yes. Dude, it's it's just good because let's say that the pastor, you personally know him, he's your best friend. And so that is why you're coming up with this conclusion of, well, ah, he's got some stuff wrong, so I'll 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 chip the good stuff, spit out the bad. Oh, right? okay, I got one for you. Yeah, go ahead. 
It, because that's a great use. That's a great example. Good job. Thank you. Your best friend, right? Your 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 good friend. <laughs> Don't right, is... spit anything out right Yeah, because I'm gonna. <laughs> no, but I feel like it would be easy to justify by saying, "Yeah, I know he said that, but I know his heart. I know what he meant." Right. Uh, uh, no. Right. No. Okay. Well, so let's 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 press into that a little bit. Um, and we've actually talked about this personally, Chris and and I. If I was preaching and Chris was sitting in the crowd, which impossible hypothetical because he will never listen to me preach. He hates me. Uh, no, I do. I love you so much. <laughs> so you're sitting there, and I say something that is off. It is contradicting scripture. Do you t- tell us how you would handle that? We've talked about this before, and I don't. I don't know if you. I would stand up and boo. You liar! You're such a liar. Boo! Yikes! Get this guy out! Get of Get this guy off the stage! And then I'll just say you're quenching the spirit, brother. Get out of here and oh continue my. with my false. No, 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 no. no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Um, but we talked about maybe the approach, and of course, context is is mm-hmm. it matters because you personally know me right yeah so we said well uh i would probably wait till after the service and then approach you and go hey you said this did you mean to say it that way or did you did you misspeak what happened yeah there? now even to that um i would use caution because i could say something so heretical that would require you to stand up and go no 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 absolutely not right that, that's possible do you think that that's a situation that that should arise. Maybe we've already talked about this. Where what? As, if someone says something so, so heretical, do you think it it would be ever appropriate to stand up and say, "Whoa"? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, God, uh, Titus uh, one nine. Uh, let's see. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction and sound doctrine, and also to rebuke those who contradict it. The, we're we're not playing with God's word. Right, right. If someone yeah. is is blatantly just spitting false doctrine, and use your judgment. If something is so heretical, I okay, I mean, look, we're not trying to just beat a dead horse here, but homosexuality. If I was standing up in the pulpit and I said, you know what, you guys, I came to the conclusion last night, God revealed to me homosexuality is not a sin. I would bet good money you would stand up and say, you're wrong, brother. Mm-hmm. No way. Because I just made two big claims. God revealed something to me. <laughs> I, yeah, but <laughs> personally. Uh, okay, hold on, though. And the homosexuality is not a now. sin. All right, number two. No, hold on, <laughs> hold on now. Hold on now. Uh, because I know you well enough to know that you will set through something. You'll watch something that you know is going to tick you off. But you'll, I you'll do, do, I do, yeah. I'm, I'm not necessarily built that way, man. I, I don't have t- the space for that. So would you stand Usually. up? Usually. However, oh. there are times where I'm like, man, I w- I, this is like a train wreck. I can't look away. <laughs> I want to hear what this guy has to say. All right, let's I want to hear out. this nonsense. Yeah, I'm... Because I want to hear uh... what, you know, what type of... And again, every situation is different. And yes, this yes. is some impossible hypotheticals that we're spitting out here today. But but it is interesting to think through that. And I feel like it, it seems reasonable to think through that as a believer. What would you do in a situation like yeah. that? Yeah. Actually, you know, that's a good question to pose the listener. What would you do listening to someone from the pulpit and they started preaching false doctrine? Right, that you recognize as false yep. doctrine. Because I tend to think that most people are going to be like, well, maybe that's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is so, okay. Right? Before we move on, 
brothers and sisters listening, comment. I I want to know what would you what do you think you would do in that situation? You hear some false doctrine being preached. Yeah, that's good. And be honest. If you think, uh, okay, now here's where we can continue the conversation. Do you think? Be honest with yourself. Do you go? I, gosh, I'm probably one of the people who who wouldn't say anything. I probably would just let them finish, and think, well, they probably didn't mean to say that. Right. Yeah, just fine for him. But then do you at least approach him after? I mean... I would bet not. We got to be honest with ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. What would we do in that situation? I mean, there now Greg doesn't... <clears throat> I freaking... I love Greg. I love his teaching. Um, and there there are things that... that and usually it's it's related to like the doctrines of grace or something like that that, that I feel like we can argue about in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so not heretical at all, just to be very, very, very clear. But there are times where he'll say something and I'm like, you know, I kind of razz him a little bit, sure, you know? Sure. And so it's, but at the same time, there is that conversation, right? Like, Hey, mm-hmm. you said this, you know, that, how does that fit in your, you know, sure, doctrine sure. of grace box? See, and you and know? That, that seems like something you would personally Right. Have that conversation yes, with. So absolutely. I'm I'm not um I guess I don't well, I, so here's what I was gonna read, excuse me. Uh second Timothy four two. Uh preach the word, be prepared. Now, of course, this is the person preaching. Uh be prepared in season out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So I mean to to at least to the very least to the to the that's preacher. Not just a, that's not limited to the preacher. Well, no, I right? and I that's everyone. Yes. To be, to, to be able to proclaim this in word, season, right? Season out of season. Do it in and out of season. Right. So you you could be you could be having a meal. Let's say with a with a brother or sister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's say that. Let's stick on there. You could be having a meal with them, having a great evening. You guys are laughing, blah, blah, blah. And then they say something heretical. You should correct it right then and there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You should. You mm-hmm. should. Now, do we all fall short of that? Sure. It is because it's easy to go, I'll I'll text them tomorrow and see what that was about. Right? It's easy to, to, mm-hmm. to just dismiss it, justify in your head, and go, eh, sure. they probably didn't mean that. Um, but we really should stand on the Word of God. Mm-hmm. And so I guess it, here's what I was going to end on. Use good judgment. That judgment is based on the Word, though. Yes. Right? Right. So. Yeah. And it's easy, too, to not engage because we feel like, oh, man, I don't know enough of the Scripture. It's so easy not. to say that. Right, because I, that's why I started sort of a lot of this with is, is admitting that I struggle, right, to to recall every every verse in the Bible, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or or there's times where it's like, and I did it with the Deuteronomy verse, right? Like, yeah. I don't even remember the whole verse, but I remember the, the sort of the context <laughs> yeah, yeah. of the verse. Yeah. And so that was enough usually. And that's how I, I survive is... I know enough of the verse. Across the you scripture. know, I can throw it in Google and and uh, it it'll come up. So see, it's in the Bible. I told you. <laughs> ah, I knew it was in there. Um. Okay. Well, to the person to who is um just sort of dismissing it and saying, well, uh, the one comment the preacher made today, ah, it's not so bad, and and you are sticking to the church because you're just convincing convincing yourself of whatever. I guess to that person, I would ask, how bad does it have to get then? before you speak up and now any answer you give me means one offense of god's word is is okay but somewhere else is sure. wrong and that's Me. not a good answer right one yeah. offense is enough yeah twisting god's word well but but I, 
part of the so this article is rooted in eight reasons, eight wrong reasons to for staying to in stay. a church that teaches false doctrine. Yep. Okay. So th- that means that you've identified right. You're rooted in the word. You've identified that's a false doctrine, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then you've gone through the process of like, hey, yeah. What do you mean by that? Right. Well, and and Chris and I have said this many times on the the show is if we ever speak falsely about scripture, tell us and we would openly confess and apologize the next episode. Actually, we probably wouldn't even wait then. We'd probably put it on social media the next day and say, whoa, yep, yep, yep. We misspoke. We apologize. Um, It's urgent. It is urgent because any of that dead time until it's fixed, some, some, a, a weaker person in the faith could follow that and, and, who knows from there, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's so. actually, right along with what you're saying in the article, so not taking credit for it by any means, but uh, it says this. This is, again, in the article. It says, by sitting under a pastor who twists the word of God, you are submitting yourself to someone. God is disqualified in submitting yourself to someone who is responsible for damaging the faith of their followers. Yikes. Yeah. So don't don't just sit by and be a part of that. Holy cow. All right, Chris. So stuff, man. I need to tell you, you misspoke to it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is serious stuff. Serious stuff, guys. Be rooted in the word. Uh, Number two. Number two. I'll, I'll just stay and be a witness. Easy enough. That was right. easy enough. Yeah. I'll just stay and be faithful. The 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 problem right is that is you're kind of i mean you're going against the grain of it all right i right. mean you're, if this church is moving in a direction and you're you're saying no 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 this is not this is not right this is false doctrine and you're <clears throat> you know you're doing you're you're trying to be a witness to this church mm-hmm. man you i don't i don't see that going well but you <laughs> right you're not being an accurate witness, though, if you are going to set by and let this stuff happen. Mm-hmm. That's not being an accurate witness, not to the Word of God, right? Sure. Because if you know it's contrary and you want to be a witness, you sh- you're supposed to speak up. Okay, but say you go through that process. <gasps> you, say you do go through the process, and you're just like, well, I'm going to do everything I can okay. to get the church back on course. Sure. Now, let's just assume for a second that you're not the pastor and you're not— in the church leadership, right? You're just a, uh, a member of the church or mm-hmm. whatever. How, how are you affecting change? How can, how can you to some degree, right? Like mm-hmm. you can be a faithful witness. So in some regard, you might say, well, that's, that seems like a good reason to stay at a church, right? Like you're standing firm on the word and, and that's good. The problem is, is that you're going to be accused of causing division, Right. Oh, for for trying to speak up and correct. Yeah, because the church is moving in this direction. They believe that this is right and true. And again, we're talking about false doctrine. Mm -hmm. So when you question those things, or you're 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 going to be accused of being like a what is it like a rabble rouser or something? Yeah. Um, But the problem is, is uh, I would to anyone that would say that to you, I would say, poo poo, uh, because the person teaching false doctrine, they are the one causing division. So if you wanted to be an accurate witness, again, I would say you need to be staying on the word. The word calls us to call out, speak up, mm-hmm. rebuke, correct, in and out of season. Look, man, I, 
probably more times than not, it's going to be uncomfortable to biblically correct someone. Sure. Would we agree with that? I mean, if someone's in the wrong, more times than not, that's going to be uncomfortable to correct them. And I feel like the, it seems in my experience, it, it usually, not always by any means, but it seems like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it also in the moment seems a little unproductive. You know, because feels like it, right? right. It feels like it, right? Because it's like no one wants to to hear, "Hey, yeah. you're out of line" or "You're wrong." No one wants to hear that. Right. And I feel like the, you know, obviously approach dictates response, but you can be all the love in the world, and you're telling <clears throat> someone, "Hey, look, that's false doctrine." Yeah. No, they're not going to like that. Now, best case scenario, brothers and sisters, is you approach someone and you show them what Scripture says, and that they are in the wrong, and they go, "Oh gosh, you're right." I need to apologize. I need to repent. That's best case scenario, right? And that would be yeah. cool. Yeah. Once in a while, you get lucky. Yeah. But I, I'm comfortable saying more times than not, it's going to be this uncomfortable. They're going to be rooted in their their false doctrine, right? I don't have any other way to put it. So, yeah, I guess I guess when I say if you're going to speak up, don't expect. Well, just because I'm going to speak up, they're going to turn right around and no, it'll right. you you could. Get some pushback. Well, like you said, you yourself could be accused of trying to create division and right. Yeah. So again, that's why it's not a good reason. That's not a good reason to stay. Right. I'll be a witness. Well, you're 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 gonna you're going to be pushing against the the flow of the current right of the of this church. Now, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak up. It just means that at some point you have to say, okay, look, I have I am standing on the word. And, and you're clearly not. We've gone through this process where I've, I, you know, shown you where you're in error. You don't want to listen. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You got to walk away, mm-hmm. right? Um, because I do want to just remind the listeners of the title, right? Eight wrong reasons for staying in a church that teaches false doctrine. So I'm not leaving a church because another member there believes in some false doctrine. Right. Right. What is coming from the pulpit? What is being taught? as truth, what is trying to direct the church, that's false. I have a problem. Okay, hold on. Now, what if this member in the church is is spreading this false doctrine that they believe, <sighs> we right? Gotta, like, we got to deal with it. Sure. Okay. Now, is that on me or is that on the leadership? What's, what's biblical process? Approach them first? Yeah. Then leaders yeah. with witnesses. Yeah, Matthew 18. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what, then you quickly could potentially have a reason to leave because if leaders approach it and, and the leaders go, yeah, we don't have a, we don't have a problem. Because again, <laughs> if you're, this is my, the point I'm trying to make is that if the, if it's not coming from the pulpit, but the church gotcha. leadership is, is in a sense, uh, supporting giving, it. Yeah. Support so, in a sense, supporting it by not denouncing it. Right. It, not correcting it, right? And it's it's been brought to their knowledge. Yeah, that's that's concerning, and maybe that's the talk you have the leaders of going like, "This is false." Yeah, and if you will not correct it, then then I have to leave because mm-hmm. sure you're 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 pushing a false doctrine. Gosh darn it! Okay, hmm. number three. I have family members in the church. If I leave, I will offend them. I feel like that, but that is an easy one to say. 
Yeah, it, it is. And that definitely seems like a a pretty common thing, right? Like you go to church where your parents go and, and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I It's something... I guess I've not experienced it per se, but I've seen it a lot in the churches that I've gone to, right? Families, that's just kind of how it goes. And, and we've been going for years. Right, and it's yeah. Fam- it's family. Yep, we've always gone here. But the problem is, is um, even Jesus spoke about that, man. Pitting family against family. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I think I, I began to quote this earlier. Is when, that the one? <laughs> yeah, it, it was, right? Okay. So uh, it, it bears uh, reading. Yeah, uh, Luke 12, 51, 53. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For, now hold the brakes now. I thought we were, as Christians, are we against division? No. No, nowhere, nowhere is that taught in the Bible, that as a Christian we're just against division as a whole. Oh, sure. No. Mm-hmm. The very... The very uh, fact that you call yourself a Christian and someone isn't, that's division. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sorry. Uh, For from now on in one house, there will be five divided. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. So is Jesus, as a matter of fact, saying, hey, uh, every single house and every single family member will now be divided because of Christianity? No. No, that's not what he's saying. But division will be there. Right, absolutely. And it could and it could very well be in your house. Well, and there's a cost to, to for following Christ, right? Absolutely, man. And I think that, that that's the important part of the context. Right. And well, and you know, Jesus says that if you do not hate your mother and father more than me, oh, right? Gosh. In this comparative sense, then you're not worthy to follow me. Right. Right. So there is a context to that. He's not saying Absolutely. hate these people. He's saying in compared to to your love for me. And so when it pertain as it pertains to this division piece, that following Christ is first and foremost. It's it seems just so interesting to me, man, because if uh Chris is there is there an official title you have for your job? Uh yeah, I mean electric production okay. Corbin. If someone out about in town was like, yeah, I heard Chris Douglas is a uh, brain surgeon. I have no problem jumping in and correcting him and go, no, 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 that's, that's no, no, not no, what he does. Don't do that. But when it comes no, to wait, the no, word hold of— on. Don't correct him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's totally—he's a brain surgeon. I didn't say he was a good one, but he's a brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah. um, now everyone laughs at that because it's ridiculous, and that's the point. You have no problem instantly jumping in and correcting it. That's right. a lie. Yeah. I don't want anyone to think Christopher Douglas is a brain surgeon. Um, <laughs> Sounded really cool. But when it comes, I know, I'm sorry, but when it comes to the word of God, why do we even hesitate for a second and go, well, let's probably, let's probably, I know what they actually meant. Or are we, are we yeah, filling the blank? That's a good point. We man. make so many excuses when in truth is truth, correct it, mm-hmm. correct it. Yeah. Gosh. In this division topic, man, we just read scripture earlier talking about, um, to to mark those that are spitting false doctrine and to divide, don't don't uh, have nothing to do with them. Is essentially mm-hmm. how it ends. There's division, and that darn it, I hate to break it to you, can happen in your own family. Right, absolutely. Right, yeah. So that number three is a terrible reason to stay in a church that is teaching false doctrine. Sure. Well, and I think. Even even when choosing a church, too, 
right? I, sure. I think that yeah, that's, yeah. that's equally a terrible reason. Well, this is where my family goes, so, you know, I got to gotta, gotta, gotta go here, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think that there is the preference pieces, you know what I mean? So, oh, sure, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't want to, to minimize that, right? Um, but I think a preference is not worth causing division or a problem right, right right that's a preference you know yeah uh there are preferences music the style of music the style you know i mean that that type of thing that's a preference right uh how communion is done right in the in the order or whatever sure yeah, right yeah. like there are certain things that that are preferences over principles and we're, when we're talking about doctrine that's a principle mm-hmm. those are things that we don't compromise on a preference is something that that you can, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, like you have you, that Christian liberty you, to, and even Paul goes into that. I mean, you eat, hey, you want to eat meat? Go ahead. But your brother doesn't want it? Cool. That, there's no right or wrong. That's yeah, a preference. You, you like music that only the flute, the flute is the main instrument. <laughs> and so I only like the flute. The music. flute. You know that. Don't make fun of me. I'm sorry, man. Um, I, I do like this. Uh, again, give credit to the article. They do wrap it up, number three, by saying, we do have a duty, though, to, to warn our friends and family, right? As brothers and sisters, concern for, for souls, for correct teaching, for the word of God. Mm-hmm. If you know and recognize false doctrine, correct it, rebuke, warn, right? Try to reach, especially if, if we're talking about your family. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't just divide from your family and um, not lose any sleep. It, it, it should hurt. It, you're splitting your family. But you have concern. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. But th- that is a part of why we engage in a in discussion, right? We right. stand on the truth. Right. I'm not if if I come to you and I and I say to you, "Hey, um, you know what you said up there was was it was off, man," and I, and I'm just curious about it. You know that that is not like I'm not looking down on you i'm not i'm not throwing stones i'm not i'm i'm i genuinely care for you and it is a genuine concern that i even bring it up and so if you're having this conversation with your family about this this false doctrine teaching pastor at the church that you all go to and and you're needing to make a stand and say look man yeah i'm gonna have to go this other way um if this isn't taken care of you're not doing that in in this awful judging right and i mean that in the worst sense of the word right, right? because right. we are called to make judgments make judgment right, right. by their fruits if you're <laughs> right. teaching false doctrine we are to I recognize that by the the standard of the word that is a judgment right because the word says this and you're saying that well that's a judgment because i recognize there's a standard right and you're not abiding by it therefore uh we're gonna have a conversation and that's not in some awful way now if I choose to go because I have this standard and my family chooses to stay. Is that going to cause division? And that's your point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it may, it may, but it's not a personal thing in that. Oh, you you're awful. I can't believe you didn't get that. Or you, right, right, right. Oh gosh, you must not be rooted in the word. Right. You know, whatever it might be. Look, you, you got to walk your walk and there are consequences for that. And, and I mean that in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. But that's the truth. And and you're not walking this walk with these other folks, right? Like we we uh shoot, it's been 
it's been over a year. I think like a year and three months or two, some something like that. We changed churches. Mm-hmm. Now I see folks from the our previous church. I see them out. We we talk. We you know what I mean like we engage in conversation and yeah. and it's and it's. I there's no ill will, none, right? We it just wasn't where we needed to be, and and you know there there's reasons for that, and you still go there. I don't judge you. You that you're doing what you feel like is best for your family. Right? Right. Okay. It's done. Oh, that was right? it, yeah. No, I mean I'm saying there's no I guess my point is is that I feel like we left for biblical reasons, mm-hmm. right? Bib- I mean, my good we endured, man. Sure, yeah. And there's a lot of frustration and I know that there's been a lot of families that have left. Um, I'm not saying this heretical. That's not that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I'm not also judging the church. I'm not judging you or anyone else who still goes there. That's you're doing what you feel like is best. Sure. Right. And we, and we've talked in great detail and depth and we're not going to get into it on here, um, about the reasons and all that kind of stuff. And so you, you know where I'm coming from and I have, uh, you know, I don't look down on you for Stan. And I maybe I'm beating a dead horse here, but... No, no, no. I just want just, to be clear Yeah, you're that being clear it, about... We can talk about this topic, but the truth is, is we have experienced it. You have left. I am at the church currently right. that you mm-hmm. left. What is that like? Well, we can actually talk about it. Yeah, right. absolutely. So... Right. There's no, there's no judgment. Yeah. And that... Now, so I guess in that sense, there is no division, right? In like, that not sense, yeah, division. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for that reason, number three, uh, could there be division amongst some, yeah, there could, Yes, but that's not a reason to keep staying at a place that is teaching false doctrine. Right. Okay. Knocking them out of the park. Number four, <clears throat> I stand, oh gosh, I don't like this one. I stand to lose too much. No. What? No. No, I should make fun of someone because someone probably does say that, right? Maybe. They've they've been there forever and they've been youth pastor forever and they've 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 let's say they've turned youth group around and it's this real like energetic thing the community's come to know and they got the biggest youth group around. and and so yeah pa- head pastor now has started teaching false doctrine youth pastor goes gosh but I just can't leave if I leave I got I have too much to lose mm, yeah that is not a good reason to keep staying there. Well, I, I the one that I thought of <clears throat> when I read that was, in in you know we live in a small town, and so in and I am assuming that a lot of small towns are the same, and and maybe big communities too. Well, actually, I'm sure big churches as well, because there are some big churches that have had some notable pastors who, I mean, really like built you know were used as a vessel by God mm. to sort of, sort of build this church in a sense, right? Out of their living room. And it becomes sure. this ginormous thing. And then, you know, moral failure, whatever it is, the church has them to leave, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh gosh. But in a small town, what I thought of was, you know, these folks that have been to this same church for years and, and they have given and given and given. And so they're kind of looking at it almost as a possession, Right, like I have invested in the church. Look, mm-hmm. hey, that was the chair drive we did, and right. look, we <laughs> built right. the stage, and and look, we we did the sanctuary in '97, and you know, all, I mean, all these things, yep. and so they're they're sort of taking this ownership 
of it. And so if if they leave, oh, they're losing all of that, man. Mm-hmm. Right? That's yeah. what I thought of anyways. Hey, so. uh, yeah. Um, no, you're right. I'm sure in bigger churches, wherever, you still get that. People donate and and things become, quote unquote, theirs, right? Mm-hmm. Their work or their items they've donated. Um, and then years of that, they yeah. go, well, I can't leave now. Right. I've done too much here. There's, you know, I have too much to lose. Yeah, we bought that piano. Yeesh. We paid for half that drum kit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. all those little things. And I'm not... I, I Some of those things, I mean, it's like, oh, gosh, I can see how that would be difficult. Mm-hmm. And yet, at the same time, like, that's not ours. Right. That's not ours. So, at the end of the day... you What are you losing? What are you losing? Well, the, the article says to, again, give credit to the article... Um, they say the opposite is true. You stand to lose much by participating in any ministry that has swerved from the truth and is deceiving people. You have way more to lose by staying in that. Right? Don't get caught up on the items, the building. Yeah. Your time served. Get out. Of, it's We're twisting the word mm-hmm. and leading people astray. And you're concerned about not getting your time back? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Good grief, man. Put the flower pots, man. <laughs> the flower but I pot. donated the flower pots. I thought I gave them back when I die. You're going to bury the pots with me, aren't you? <laughs> no, those well, if the... I leave, I'm taking them with me. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will leave so fast with my pots that are so mine. All right, we're making fun. Number five. Oh, sorry. Holy cow. May or may not have been a real incident. May, yeah. <laughs> Fun little fact. How about this? Despite, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you know what? If we could have a projector of everyone's thoughts in every church oh, no. that has ever Please, been, no. <laughs> there's there's got to be some good juicy stories, right? <laughs> of just some ridiculous stuff. Cause pe- oh, man. Because people... We're sinners, and yeah. we're selfish, and we're lazy, and we're—I mean, just every church has got their stories. Oh, of like, sure. Wow, oh, I can't absolutely. believe, can't believe so and so behaved this way. Okay. Well, and this is the thing, though, is that how many times have you heard in in your your walk someone say, "Well, I just I love the church because you know there's sinful people mm-hmm. did sinful things, right?" Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the club, bud. Sinners. Yeah. And so it's it I I it annoys me that the that people that go to church or or the church and it's not that we shouldn't be held to a high standard because we should, but the hypocritical standard is what gets me. Right? Like you yeah, expect man. perfection out of these people. They're human beings. They make mistakes. They do things wrong. Mm-hmm. But that's a part of living in community is saying, "Hey, you aired here and I recognize that, but I love you regardless. And, and let's work it out. That's gotta be mutual for sure. But at the same time, you're not perfect and you can't expect that out of other people. Right. Right. Um, did you mean that just now when you said it to me <laughs> that I love you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Okay. Let go of my hand. Uh, so the other <laughs> thing, <laughs> um, no man, you're right. Like we're sheep. So it's weird for a sheep to leave and be like, yeah, that sheep smelled worse than me. Dude, we're all, we're all sheep. Right. We stink and we're dumb. Yeah. We're all in this together, right? Some of us are going to mess up. Some of us are going to mess up a lot. 
Yeah. Some more than others, right? That's true. And I don't say that making fun. Some of us are you were just looking at me when you said it though. You laughed when you looked at me. <laughs> so but some of us are just gonna struggle in in certain areas more than others. We're all in this. We're all in the flesh. Mm-hmm. We're gonna mess up. Yeah. Okay. So to say, well, I left the church because so and so he you know it just doesn't hold water for me, man. Yeah, I'm with you. So I'm with you. Okay. Uh did we get to five? No, nope. we didn't. Number five, despite some bad doctrine. Don't finish that sentence. <laughs> Don't ever say that in a church. Despite some bad doctrine, God still moves. Of, yeah, of course. God's not limited. God's yeah. not limited by your misteaching I, of his word. I, yeah, I... I don't get that. Well, because of, I, I feel... And I, I can't remember what? if I've said it. I'm sure I have said it on True Discussion, <clears throat> but uh, Joel Osteen... Is mm-hmm. is a false teacher. He is a heretic. Absolutely. I, I have no issue saying that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There there are many, and I give a list of of those. And that's based on the biblical standard. But right. I'm gonna just talk about Joel Osteen. <clears throat> uh false teacher. But I would be hard pressed to say that no one has ever come to faith through the ministry that mm-hmm. that this man leads. Right? Now now someone might just have a hard time accepting that. Um, I don't, because God is going to move through right f- f- fleshly sinners. Right, that's what mm-hmm. He used. I mean, absolutely. So He's not limited because Joel Olstein was not able to right. fill in the blank. Right. right, and and so that is that argument right there. Right, it is right. Is it despite bad doctrine? Well, you know, God still moves. God still moves. Yeah, people yeah. are going to come to faith because. God, because not of God. because of Osteen or whomever else or false doctrine, mm-hmm. right? God's will is going to be done, right? Yeah. The Calvinist is probably making fun of you for saying that, though. What? Right? <clears throat> Why? Well, because it seemed like you left your worldview and, and put all the emphasis now on God. No? I don't think so. All right, man. Hey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, hold on. I because I'm not saying they <clears throat> I don't it's not on it's not salvation is not on man, right? You're responding. You respond I believe that that's true. You respond to the call that is yeah. given to man. Yes? Or not respond. You can reject. Right. Yeah. Or re- respond yeah. or reject. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So salvation I have no ownership in salvation i have no claim on salvation mm-hmm. i have no it's i'm not the one that 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 saves god. myself god right, 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 god right. saves I, i'm poking at you but i know but god, I, I guess i want to be consistent so if you're I calling wanna, me out on my false doctrine i'll here, rebuke you right now <laughs> um if god can save through a a false teacher mm-hmm. uh god can also or gosh now i lost my train of thought um if God can save through a false teacher, then yes. he can... Uh, no, I lost my train of thought. You can also reject even from uh, a good teacher. Oh, sure. Yes, right. absolutely. Was I guess that that's, where I was go- that's where I was going. Is that, that um, even, I guess I don't want to put emphasis on having a good teacher because you could have the best teacher, which probably not because he's, uh, he's, he's not here. He'll come back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you could have that and still reject. Yeah, okay. because... Because there were people who rejected Jesus himself. Himself, yeah, absolutely. His teaching. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Best teacher. Yeah. And people still rejected him. 
Did they, though? Were they predetermined to not being able to make their mind up? Okay, so despite some bad doctrine, God still moves. No, 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 that's a weak argument. It's just a weak argument. It doesn't, it doesn't hold water. Um, that's not merit for you to stay in a place of continuous false doctrine. What? You know better. You know and recognize false doctrine. You're rooted in the word. Stop it. Do what you can. Get out. Try to correct. Try to rebuke. Uh, but just because God is moving, I don't know. And also, I guess to the person, if the person says that as a response, I would like them to define God moving. What do you What do you mean by that? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. I just. I guess I want to know what What do they mean by that? Oh. And I don't know. People are still getting saved despite the false doctrine. Yeah. Well, because they're probably thinking, well, it must not be that bad if God's still right. moving. Ooh. Right? Well, if that would you have, have to that be. mentality, then you've lowered the standard on God's word completely. Because then it could be anything. But as long as God's still moving, yeah, God doesn't need you. He doesn't well, see, need you. Okay. Jeez. This is number six. No, no, no. This is super <laughs> challenging because okay. you look at some of these the churches and I some time ago, I'm trying to think of, was it a, I can't remember, we talked about some quote from a church we looked up, maybe like out of Tennessee, Memphis, or, or back, oh, man. What was it about, big guy? Uh, I don't even remember, but at any rate, it was, it was a false teaching for sure. Okay. But you could, they could have that same argument and say, well, look, man, you know, God's still moving, so clearly mm-hmm. what these people are doing is right and good. No, no, because the standard of how you are handling the word is not based on if God is still moving. Well, and the other part of that, too, mm-hmm. though, is is God actually moving, or is that your un, your perception of right. God's it, movement? Right. right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if—, if uh, you know, there's a there's a church that is all inclusive and and everyone you, you just come as you are and, and you can stay that way Sign too me and up, all that guy. stuff. You know what you're seeing, what you're seeing, and I, this is finger quotes is love and and right. inclusivity and and all this stuff, right? Social justice and we're community and and all of these good things. Your your perception may be that God is moving here. Look right, at all right. of this when actually. That is not what's happening at all. No, and and that's why I would say I would like to have the the individual who sure, says yes. this define what do you mean God's moving? Well, tell me what you mean, mm-hmm. right? And that's that discussion that has to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Gosh, sorry, man. I know it's just you know a lot of this stuff though is discussion based. Like y- you need to get to the bottom of it, right? You just have to, otherwise, you. <laughs> I don't want to make fun, but you could potentially be leaving a church once a year for a misunderstanding or or whatever, right? Get to the bottom of it. Now we know if it goes completely against scripture, it's heretical. Even then, I would say I would approach the leaders and and say, whoa, whoa, whoa this was taught from the pulpit. What is going on here? Um, I say it's just a discussion is required. Shoot. Uh, unless you want to just throw punches and <laughs> leave the church and never have a discussion. Okay, uh, number six? Yeah. 
t- I will be without a spiritual covering. I will be. I don't really understand this one, to be honest with you. No. <clears throat> um, I get, <laughs> I'm just, I shouldn't laugh. Uh, I'm just going to, again, brothers and sisters, I'm going to read from the article itself. Uh, quote, you have not been under a spiritual covering in the first place. <laughs> the quote unquote spiritual covering that false teachers offer is nothing but a means to manipulate and control their followers. Yikes. Yikes. There's no mutual submission to one another uh, in their vocabulary. False teachers serve their own appetites and get what they want. That's scripture. They will dominate uh, if they have to. True shepherds lead by example with pure motives. So I I think what they're talking about is uh, spiritual guidance. Right from an elder, from a from a mm-hmm. pastor, someone to be a teacher. Well, yeah, and then it goes spiritual on to, covering. First uh, John, or I mean, I'm sorry, First Peter five two and three. Uh, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but mm-hmm. eagerly, <clears throat> but eagerly, not domineering over those in your charge but being ex- being examples to the flock. Yikes. There you go. Well, I, I like their first sentence. It's like, well, if that's your concern, don't worry about it because you're not under a spiritual covering right now because yeah. it's it's false. That is going against what the Holy Spirit would ever teach you. Well, and it's weird, too, that... that so to say something like that would, would indicate that that you look up to... This individual, and again, mm. going to the title of the article, eight wrong reasons to stay right, right. at a church that teaches false doctrine. You recognize false doctrine that they're teaching false doctrine. What's to look up to then? Yeah, right? if you is recognize it, it as false doctrine, right? Well, <laughs> everybody goes here. This is the biggest church in town, blah, 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 blah. right? But you recognize it as false <laughs> doctrine. What are yeah. you doing? I don't know, man. Because I feel Gosh. like that is is so misleading, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a huge church, man. Thousands of people go here. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people a weekend. Are you kidding? They got to be doing something, right? Is it that is that the good, standard? Right? God is moving, feels good. My goodness. No. Yeesh. We've got to be in the word and and measuring by that standard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Amen, Chris. Yeah, bleep. Mm, let's see. Number Say in Spanish. <laughs> say in Spanish. I know you've been learning. Say, say, say. What is seven? Now I'm drawing draw dumb. Drawing dumb? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm drawing dumb. I'd have to count through them, and I don't want to. I know. Cinco, seis, siete. Gosh. Yeah, so I don't know it. I have to say it in order. Yeah. Numero siete. Uh, <laughs> I play a valuable role in the church. I play a valuable role. Well, and I guess that kind of plays into the I have too much to lose. Um. Although this is more specific, it is the fact that you've been placed in a role, you've probably built it up, you've been there for some time, it's valuable, right? You play a valuable role in the church. Uh, Oh, I'm looking at the first sentence of the article, and it agrees with me. What I was going to say was, Mm -hmm. then that's more reason for you to set that example and say, I'm not going to have any part of this. It's false doctrine. Yeah. Use your, your, uh, I don't want to say authority, position or platform that word gets thrown around today a lot use your platform to do the right thing and leave yeah make like a tree 
and blow. If Please. you if you are in a valuable role, then know your your know your role. Someone has eyes on you, mm-hmm. and if they see you staying, they're going to stay as well. Yeah, you're in a valuable role, and okay. So so you recognize you're in a valuable role. You recognize false doctrines being taught, but you think you should still just stay. What in the world? Don't do it. Do not do it. Use that platform. Gosh, we're so woke. I told you that. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, seven was pretty easy. Yeah. That was the easiest, man. Number eight. Ocho. Oh. <laughs> there, there, but there's no alternative nearby. Huh. Hmm. I, I feel like I could relate, man. To I mean, small town. Small town. Right. Uh, I think we drive, it's about a half hour to go to church. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we, yeah. don't even, we don't even go to a church in, our, in this community. We yeah. go to a, a church in a different community. And, and you know, I, the, the problem is to say, oh, there's no alternative nearby, is to imply that there's no church good enough for me and my family. Right? right, that's not that's not what right. I'm saying. Okay, because um, there could be a church that's teaching the word of God and it's not heretical, mm-hmm. uh, but it just doesn't have any preferences you like. Right, sure. You might go. I just don't want to go there. Right. I think a part of another. I mean, there there's a lot of variables, and I don't want to get into my our process other than to say that. Um, I think one of the reasons we went to where we're going now is. One is because I know, I know the pastor. I know mm-hmm. Greg. Um, love them. Love the man. Um, the other is, man, small town. Like going to a different church. It's like, ugh, right? Like all the quite. Why did you guys leave? Listen, it's I not know. personal, I know. right? Like it's yeah. not. It's not something that I'm trying. It's not a vendetta. I don't have anything per se against the the church we're left. It's just not where we need to be, mm-hmm. right? And it's my business. Mind your own. Yeah, that's it. Right? Like, yeah. And, and so not, you know, wanting to avoid those conversations. Um, <clears throat> I want to press into that. If, so this is a major hypothetical, but to Chris Douglas, if you left a church here in town because it was heretical, it was, it was teaching false doctrine, and you go to a new church, then if they ask you why'd you leave, would you, would you say? I would, it would be... Because what I don't want to do is is spread gossip, right? So now, uh, so would I would I proclaim that from say the the pulpit or or you know in in some like uh, breakfast club or or Bible mm. study or something like that? No, I don't know that I would. I think that if someone individually asked me, and and so that is going to be someone that. I have a somewhat relationship. Sure, with, sure. Right? Would I tell him? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Right? Because I'm going to be very clear about it. Now, it, again, under the understanding that it was false doctrine, I also think that's a little bit different too. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's different than my situation. Right? Right. So, uh, and that, so I might approach that a little bit different. Right? Because I was curious. What, uh, I would want people to know but i don't want i don't want it to be in a uh 
gossipy sort of way, mm-hmm. right? Like there's a church that I went to maybe maybe twice uh, in in this community, and like they were they were doing un unbiblical, right? Like they started speaking in tongues, no interpreter, nothing mm-hmm. during a a normal service. Okay, I have no problem saying that. That's that's not biblical, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I've never been back, not going to go back because that is not biblical. So is that false doctrine? Yeah, it's a false understanding of what the word says. Right. And so right. you're not adhering to what the word says. I don't have any problem with saying that. Mm-hmm. Right? But you don't just like every business you walk in, you're like, don't go to this church, blah, blah, blah. But if someone asks, mm-hmm. you're kind of sure. like, well, yeah, here's, here's why. What about you? I don't know. As, as I'm hearing you, I guess I'm kind of wrestling because we should speak up and against and rebuke. But I guess I'm assuming you tried doing that before you left, right? Under the, right, sure. Under the, the false doctrine church. So you tried to rebuke and speak up there. Now you're leaving. And so in my mind, it makes sense that if you're leaving, that's you saying, okay, then I, I have to cut ties with this mm-hmm. um, facility and I, I am done. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't do me any good to go around spreading gossip around town and and just right it's bashing just not, you and right you know, yeah i guess i don't see that as christian behavior i, I mean mm-hmm. i guess that's what i'm wrestling with on the spot no i don't you think it yours. is a bashing sort of thing right. right like if someone says hey why did you leave so, i don't need to get into all the gory details right, right. same thing with um uh you're at a church and say say we're going to the same church and i'm just living in sin you approach me as a brother and I'm like, yeah, I'm not changing my ways. You've dealt with it on your end as far as you can. Right, right? yeah. You don't then go around town and go, Joseph Dobbs is struggling right, with it. You just yeah. don't do that. Sure. You don't do that. No, Even though point. I'm wrong. Right. I'm clearly f- yeah. f- believing some false stuff. Do- I'm, I'm wrong. You don't go around just spreading that to every single one. Mm-hmm. That's not even out of love and care for me. You're just, yeah. you're just dragging my name through them. I mean... Right, yeah. because how long has it been since we spoke, right? Like maybe sure, sure. maybe something's changed since then, you know what I mean? So if yeah, then I have yeah. this constant lens of like, oh, man, oh, so-and-so, he, he's a real piece of work. Dingus. Yeah, but he's changed his life, yeah. and he, yeah, what if, he's living different now. What if someone's like, Chris, I just spoke to you the other day. He's not like that at all, and you go, oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good point, yeah. right? Um, right? So let's apply that to the church you left. Two weeks ago, and, and you're like, well, I'll, you're bad mouthing. And someone goes, oh, no, 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 they got, I don't know. They got rid of the pastor where they, they, everything's cleared up. Oh. Or okay, he well, owned I it. He apologized. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. That's well, fair. I wish I was still there. <laughs> but I kind of <laughs> gave the middle finger to everyone. I can't go back. <laughs> I have too much to lose. Okay. Uh, no alternative nearby. It is just a, it's a weak argument, but it is realistic in the sense of, Maybe, maybe you just don't have a church around the corner that you can go to, so you have to find something. Um, I don't know, man. That's also how churches get started. Well, and I feel like I've kind of, as I've thought through that a little bit, um, that that was something that I considered um, before leaving. Right? Was what? Where, where? Well, before leaving the church that we left. Mm-hmm. Um, was that was something that I really wrestled with for for really a while prior to leaving, and then there was an incident, and that and we were done. 
now considering like where else would we go that was a big part man that was a tough that was tough for us because again you know small town you know all that all the things that was a that was a bit of a challenge and so when i initially approached greg i said man you know this is this is what we're going to do and this is what we need and he said man you know i i realize that it's not in your community but um you know we'd love to have you just as long as as long as you want to stay um and so you know, that that's our home now mm-hmm. as as far as church goes and so i can see that i feel like that's a tough one but it's not it's not it's not, it's not a reason, reason right to stay but right. i feel like there was times where you and i spoke and you had kind of touched on a little bit about like this is how churches start you know we spoke for a long time about like man like how, what would it look like to mm-hmm. start a church sure. you know? yeah. and that kind of thing and so obviously we didn't do that we started a podcast mm-hmm. so <laughs> those who can't start a church start a podcast Hey, maybe a true discussion church will come up someday. Hmm. Would it? Would you call it true discussion church? No. Dang it! All right, hey, whatever, man. I guess there goes my idea I had tonight. Um, oh. Okay, they did. They do have a conclusion, and I would agree with them. Basically, uh, there, there's no valid reason to stay. If you know false doctrine, teaching false right, doctrine, false right. doctrine is being taught. It's heretical. It's going against clear teaching of of uh, God's word. There, there's no valid reason to stay. No, you can stay maybe for the next day because you're trying to talk to the leaders and correct it and fix it. Yeah, right. I think that engaging in those conversations, right? Because if if you understand scripture enough to know that they're teaching false doctrine, then mm-hmm. you have some conclusion as to why, right? This right. is how I understand right. it. Now, does that mean that? Um, right or wrong, right? Like first Timothy three, two is, you know, the, the criteria of an elder, mm-hmm. right? One of the, one of the heated topics that I've been able to engage and set through is, you know, is someone that has been divorced, are they disqualified from el- being an elder of a church? Right. Okay. Now someone could make the argument to the leadership that is saying, no, 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 we we're moving in a different direction. We don't actually believe that that's what that, is saying, um, and someone might approach them and say, listen, uh, you're teaching false doctrine here because if someone has been, you know, divorced, right. A husband of, of one wife is what the, what it says there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and so if you've been divorced, you're disqualified. And so if you're, if you're saying that that's not true, that's false doctrine, I'm leaving, or I'm going to correct you in that they have, I, I feel like, there has to be a conversation, right? Because if the leadership of the church is making this decision that no, you know, I think historically maybe we've, we've sort of seen it that way, but as we engage more of the word and, and dig into this, we don't actually believe that that's what Paul meant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, and this is how, and this is why going through the scripture, using the scripture to, to verify, right. Mm Mm-hmm letting the scripture have the final authority, the leadership would walk that individual through this process. Now, there is only one interpretation. What if the individual still believes that this is false doctrine? Is he right or is he wrong? Well, he's wrong. Okay. Right. All right. But, But the leadership 
is so so that is actually not a situation where they're teaching false doctrine, although this individual right. might believe that that is mm-hmm. the case. So, um, gosh, that's a tough one because it because it happens, right? Someone's believes that the the leaders are teaching a false doctrine, right? Yes, man. Well, yeah. and that's a real life situation. It that, is. That, it absolutely yeah. it is. So I can't, I can't I can't. It's it's there's too many hypotheticals because I can't give that person advice and say. Well then, you should leave. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, the leaders just need to stand on the word. That's that's all right, they yeah. can do. No, I agree. That is all they can do. Okay, so let's let's shake this scenario up just a little bit. I thought that was shaking enough. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, and I, I'm not, I don't have like a legit argument. All right, I'm sure you can help we're me just, with this. Okay, okay, hypothetical. Okay, same a similar situation where the individual believes that leadership is teaching a false doctrine. Okay. And he goes to leadership and said, Look, this is this is how I see it, this is what it is. And then the the leadership comes back and says, No, no, you know, you gotta take this nuanced approach to uh what he's saying here, and we don't actually believe that that is true. So <laughs> So, so it's so I know I want to understand what what each party is standing on. So the the person who approached I feel like I just confused the listener. I'm so sorry. Uh, no 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 no. Well, we're we're going to keep listening. We're going to get through it. So the person who approached believes the elders are wrong teaching false doctrine. Mm-hmm. Okay. The elders are they teaching a false doctrine or not? Okay, I'm going to use the one that is, I feel like this is, and I, I don't like that this is the one that we always bring up. Okay? However, this is homosexuality. Okay. 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 Individual in the church goes to leadership and says, look, homosexuality is a sin. And this is why I believe this to be true, because this is what the word of God says. The leadership pushes back and says, no, that's actually not what Paul was writing there. That's not what he meant. Uh, again, we got to take this nuanced approach to it. And then I, I, don't, I don't know how they would verify that. I have no idea. But I'm just saying... What if that's the case? Well, then, because the leadership is believes that oh man, we're we're right and true and standing on. But then the leaders are wrong. I agree with yeah, you. yeah, yeah. But and then I would really get out of there fast because because the phrasing they just used scripture has this nuance to pray. Oh, geez. well, geez, how, <laughs> I, that's something I always heard. Do so. you guys look at all of scripture that way? Like that's a bit. If, if the yeah. if I met with the leaders on one topic and they threw that phrase out there. Drop the topic I just came with. Now we have right. a whole another ball of wax. You're, are you saying all of Scripture can be <clears throat> has this nuanced approach, and it can be whatever? We have a huge problem. Well, if you're all mil- all millennial or post- yeah, post- <laughs> <laughs> they take a very uh, uh, libertarian approach to uh, last text, don't they? Yikes. Yeah, yeah, we say yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah I but that's probably more good fun <clears throat> not in less false doctrine sure so. um uh well that is a tough one because there is we're we're wrapping up at the end of the episode anyhow so in eschatology anyhow there is one true way things are gonna wrap up yes absolutely so all millennial and post millennial someone is wrong right yeah okay absolutely but. Since I don't know who is wrong. <laughs> Dang it. 
But you get what I was trying to get at. Yeah. If I, I can't come right. to a certain sure, knowledge, sure, sure. Then I can't say, well, you're teaching a false doctrine. Right. And, okay, and that's those what would I was be trying something, to get to. Again, where just like the doctrines of grace, mm-hmm. right? We can argue about that in heaven. <clears throat> we probably won't because we're going to be so just yeah. uh, overjoyed by the presence of the Lord yeah. that we won't. Like, it, who cares mm-hmm. at that point? Right. So, yeah. It's it's fun stuff to talk about. I struggle at times to draw that line of like, yeah, but if you see the scripture that way <laughs> in what this else? area, what else? That's and that's yeah. maybe a downside that I have. No, know. it's not. It's it's you saying, hey, be consistent in your hermeneutics, the way you're approaching scripture. Mm-hmm. Please explain to me rationally why you take an approach in this text versus why you do not. In right. other texts. Yes. So, great questions, man. Would you leave a church if you if it was all millennial? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. Just again, no. Hold on. Let me back up. Um, it, I feel like it would depend upon how how they convey that in and throughout scripture, right? Like. It, because the thing about because well, there's some major right yeah, absolutely so so I would say yes okay. but I also feel like like we had Greg on Greg uh, is more uh, more of a doctrines of grace guy mm-hmm. than, than I am but he's right? not all millennial no 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 he's no, not all millennial no but I'm I'm just what I'm You'd getting have to be at crazy to be all millennial <laughs> no I'm just kidding you better quit that <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, cheap shots fired golly. Oh man! Oh, my point is that <laughs> he is that way, but I'm not looking to leave the church, right? Right. right. He, because th- those are, I feel like that's different. Like mm-hmm. all mill, that is different even still well, cause, cause because the implications is some the of the timing of the events. Yeah, and, I mean, there's there's some big implications for and it, and so. two. I feel like if you're all mill, like. I'm wondering how the heck you're preaching right now. Like, what are you preaching? Oh, what about is your right preaching now? like right now? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's a great question. Because it's not getting better. It's not getting better. And if that's if that because it's again, not th- getting better, man. I mean, can we stand on that for a little bit? Right. Like, Look around. Turn the is news. The church, on. Is it? Yeah. Is the church growing? No. Worldwide, people are worried about how churches are getting like pre- preachers are getting arrested. Yeah. Christians persecuted. Yeah. What? Right. So again, you know, that, that another, so another, another discussion topic for, for another day, that. but <laughs> you know, there are implications. So yes, I would leave a church. I, I would, okay. I mean, I, I, but I also feel like I probably wouldn't be inclined to go either. That's fair. If you knew, right. Yeah. If I knew. Yeah. Well, right. you'd be informed anyhow. And if you found out a church was on millennial, you would probably say, Oh, I'm not going to go visit right. the church. Like and- there's a, there's a church in town that, that, uh, and I'm not not trying to make wave. They, sure. They, they they do. They have they perform something that is is not a preference of mine, mm-hmm. and so I've I've never even been because there because a preference, right? Yeah. Like I know nothing else, and I know and I know that the denomination as a whole, right, has gone all millennial. So I'm so oh okay. Again, I've no desire to go there. There you go. So Christopher doesn't go to the Catholic Church. 
Well, I don't go there either, <laughs> but that's not what I was talking about. I always like to when people sneak in like a, a yes, but you have to go, well, yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's the uh, the question? Uh, how many times have you done drugs and do you eat ice cream? Well, yeah, I eat ice cream, but I don't do drugs. <laughs> Wait, what? It's one of those trick, trick questions. All right, man. Um, that's the article. We're coming up on hour and a half. Anything we want to say? Announce? Oh, denounce man. so many things am i fired yet no way bro okay well i'm in it forever then how is oh you said that you're working with dad yeah i got my sunburn going on here yeah you do yeah uh i do mean it brothers and sisters to those listening um send us a little quick bible study that maybe you liked or enjoyed and mean the old Old Dobsy Bear can do on our lunch break. He seemed pretty excited. And Is that what you call him? No, he'd slap me if I called him that. <laughs> How much? Uh, How much to call him that? Or something. What did something. I say? Daddy Bear? Or do- what did I Dobsy say? Bear. Dobsy Bear. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, I don't know what he'd do. Maybe he'd just shake his head and he'd say, You're not my son. And I'd say, That's okay because you're my. Dobsy Bear. <laughs> no, I am looking uh, forward to it. Maybe we can find something. And even if we're just reading scripture, and and uh, honestly, we could probably do that because he's he's still in that fun stage of like a million questions. And well, we all are, man. You read any part of scripture that appears to be new, and you're like, what? I didn't know that was in there. Like when you told me um, people were chasing even just Paul's shadow mm-hmm. in Acts. Gosh, yeah. that blew my mind. Yeah. I didn't know that was in there. So yeah. it makes me wonder if my shadow can. So do the continuous, do they think their shadows can heal? I don't know. It's interesting because they have to make a distinction if they say no. Oh, dude, I was reading, and I brought this up last time. Uh, The VOM, they they put out a book, uh, I Am In. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and So I've been reading again to the boys uh, before bed. We'll read a story. And it's it's actually kind of cool because they're pretty short stories, but it's just a book full of stories. Mm-hmm. And I was reading a story of a, a, a young man. Well, I guess he was not so young, but he was a younger man in Pakistan who had a dream about, about this thing. And it wasn't, and, and he interpreted that dream as God saying like, it, cause it was a dream about a gate and, and that. And, and so his interpretation of that dream was that, that God was opening the gate for him to share the gospel, mm. right? Like you need to be faithful to that. And of course, you know, his whole story. And it just, it made me think of you and how um, you, you're not with that. But I would say <laughs> that in Islam, like that dreams and things like that are a big deal. And so mm-hmm. the context to some degree is that, that God, or or not the context, but the, the premise is that God uses dreams in in that region more so mm-hmm. because that is that's kind of what hits people, right? Like that's that's what is an avenue for for people to to sort of come to a realization. So, and and I read a story about that last night. Mm-hmm. Is all I guess I was getting. At. Yeah, and and I've talked to you. The part I struggle with is is if. <clears throat> So, okay, real quick. So, what was his dream again? <laughs> I'm trying to recall it. For okay, and that's... but but it was something. It was something that 
something to do with a, a large gate in the city. But he is a Christian. And he's saved. a okay, okay. He's a Christian. Okay. And he just and again, he his interpretation of that dream was just that God was opening the gate for him to share the gospel to the city, right? So oh. in the city. So <clears throat> it's not a new revelation. No, it's it's not, not anything like that. It is it is just he, he interpreted that as God affirming, hey, you're to go. Right, so it doesn't go against what God is calling us to do—to make disciples and and just share the so gospel. If I were to, if he were my friend in real life, and he told me that story, I wouldn't. I almost kind of wouldn't even acknowledge the dream at all, and I'd say, "Well, Scripture says to go spread the gospel." And here's you are such doing. a hard man. I'm just saying, like you're a hard man because that we could make a dream. I just it, it wouldn't do anything for me. I sometimes, sometimes I I really really like you a lot, and sometimes, man, <laughs> you just make me so mad. You just want to go, yeah, right. Get me, come on. Because we've um, talked about your dream on the podcast. Yes, mm, did we? Pretty sure. I don't know, I don't if, know. if we have on the podcast. Uh, but at any rate, like we can. Gosh, see, we're not, we're not, we're we're like on a whole other topic now, man. I don't want it. Let's. Maybe we'll save it for oh, the time. Oh, okay. That we when talk it comes about. to talking about my dreams, you don't want to talk about it. I get it. I had a dream, brothers and sisters. <laughs> I was going to be a dancer. And you know what? I still have that dream. Do you? No. Um, no, my concern about the dreams were if someone, t- no, okay. We've already talked about it. If someone dreams about Jesus Christ and that's their saving knowledge, that I would, I would go, hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm with you. I, I'll get my point, or or where I stand is just that God can use whatever means He chooses. Mm-hmm. Now, we understand that the canon is closed, so there is no new revelation, right? right just like right. in this young, young man's dream. And to your point, mm-hmm. yeah, this is what the word says. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's how I came up with it. Who knows? Sure, right? Sure. It, it's not new revelation, but it's also it was empowering for this young man to to be faithful and so he Mm -hmm. looked for every opportunity to share the gospel and what it got him it was tied up to a tree standing on an ice block for four or six hours um i and it doesn't say but but they the these men that were torturing him Mm -hmm. you know said that he was going to have nubs, right? Like his feet were going to yeah, be yeah. lost, right? And so again, he that he didn't care, right? He didn't care. And he said, you know, he, he gets to this point in in this being tied to this tree in the, this super heat standing on this ice block, um, uh, you know, where he's like he cries out, "Jesus, help me." And he said that he had a vision of I don't know if it's Jesus or or whomever. Sure. And he said that he was he was strengthened. He felt strengthened. And then after that, like he passed out and woke up in a ditch and you know is still living the life, man. So again, um I think that our context in America particularly is different. I I believe that to be true. Now there's a part of me that wants to say, "Oh gosh, that's like super sad." Right? right, but there right. are. You look at the the underground church in China, man, like thriving. You look at in the Middle East. I mean, some of these things are happening that are just 
amazing. I mean, in a sense of like that story there. That's amazing. It is now, amazing. That yeah. would suck to go through, and and I wouldn't wish that upon anyone, you know. But folks that are going through that stuff genuinely consider it a privilege to suffer for the sake of mm. the gospel. Where I'm not there, man. I, I I'm being honest, right? Yeah. Right? Like yeah, I, we got to be because honest I've not endured that. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> so. Gosh. Well, all right. Way to bring the episode down, Chris. Uh, brothers and sisters. So, <laughs> sorry. What do you think about Chris's story? Leave a comment. No. Um, do hit us up with a uh, a quick little Bible study that maybe you enjoyed or you recommend. Um, false doctrine. False doctrine. Would you call it out? Would you call it out? Yes. Leave I, us. Leave I feel us a like comment. I might put a poll up on. Yeah, on our absolutely. Page. Like, what would you do? Yeah. Would you speak up or not speak up? Yeah. Be honest. Look, we're not looking for some hero here. Be like. Evaluate yourself, and and if it's if honestly you go, gosh, I just don't have the gumption to speak up. I probably would hope someone else speaks up, you know, or whatever. Um, not judging, but we covered what you should do, right? Uh, but we might do that. Leave a poll. It's easy to do. Talking to a couple knuckleheads here. Yeah. Stand okay. up. Boo. Gosh, no. So leave us a comment. What would you do? Or private messages. Well, what do you think you would do? What have you done? That'd be cool to hear some stories of someone's like, no, I fall and rebuked someone. Mm. Okay. Brothers and sisters, I hope to hear from you. Um, this has been another episode of True Discussion. Until next time, God bless. God bless. Yeah, what's for lunch today? Uh, nothing but the word.